Normally, this podcast is uh, almost like a thought experiment. It's kind of conversations with people, or even when it's monologues with me, it's kind of starting a conversation. It's not really dogmatic about stuff most of the time. But I'm telling you right now, you got to get your kids out of government school. Welcome to another T-Rex talk. Uh, this is kind of an interesting topic. It doesn't seem at face value, perhaps, to fit in directly with uh, the regular T-Rex content, but it is something that is, I think, perfectly meshed with the other stuff that we regularly cover. And uh, I kind of got the idea to talk about it today based on an Instagram post. Uh, a couple of days ago, we had uh, a number of homeschoolers come through the shop for a tour, a uh, local homeschool group, and uh, I just happened to post on Instagram that the kids were really fascinated by the concept of body armor, and uh, not just the concept of body armor, but the fact that we were selling pallets and pallets of body armor to people. Uh, that was just very interesting to them, so I commented on that, and uh, that particular Instagram post got a lot of interest. In fact, it was interesting enough that this whole episode could just be <laughs> me reading the comments from it, but uh, you can go and, and check those out for yourself. And one of the things that was interesting to me is most of my Instagram folks are incredibly pro-homeschool, and they thought that it was super cool uh, that we were giving tours to homeschoolers and that the people that came by were homeschooling. And uh, some were somewhat jealous that uh, they were not part of a homeschool group that was getting T-Rex arms tours themselves. But there were a couple of people who were a little bit negative about homeschooling. And uh, this is interesting to me on a couple of levels. Number one, uh, why are you following my Instagram page if you don't think people should educate their own children? And number two, it is the year 2023. People are... Uh, not as pro-government school as they once were, and not as anti-homeschooling <laughs> as they used to be. In fact, my favorite comment on the whole thing uh, was from Angel the Gunslinger, and he was bringing up the tired old talking points from the 1980s about how homeschool kids are not socialized. They're just locked in cages without friends, and they don't have any interactions with people outside of their immediate family, which is why they can't go to college and they can't play sports, etc., etc., etc. So I thought that was pretty funny. Some people did not realize that that was sarcasm, but it was. People used to say that stuff, and uh, it's fascinating to me how rarely people say that sort of thing anymore. In fact, not only has that diminished a lot since the 1980s, but the biggest diminution of that kind of attitude about homeschoolers being weird and being unsocialized, that really started to go away by the end of 2020. We're not sure exactly the role that uh, COVID played in changing some of the homeschooling stigma, but I think it was when they started putting public school kids in little tiny tents so that they couldn't see or talk to each other or their teachers face to face. I think that was when people stopped saying that the problem with homeschoolers is that they are weird and unsocialized. But let's, uh, let's backtrack just a little bit. If you know much about uh, the homeschooling movement, 
uh, you will know that it started about the same time that I was born because I am pretty old. Back in the 80s, people began homeschooling. Now, obviously, there had always been some level of homeschooling going on in various remote parts of the world. There are Amish folks, there are hippie communes. There's always some exceptions that prove the rule, but there began to be, in the 80s, a larger resurgence of homeschooling. Parents just wanted to take their kids out of school, and in some states, this was actually illegal quick rabbit trail. About a year ago, our family went to a wedding, and it was an incredibly encouraging wedding for a number of reasons. Number one, weddings are, are great. Number two, it was close friends getting married, and that is always a super happy occasion. But this wedding took place inside of a very interesting building. Many, many, many years ago, a church in Nebraska was chained shut and a whole bunch of its members actually arrested because they were homeschooling. This is back when homeschooling was illegal in Nebraska and Texas and a whole bunch of other states. And thanks to the efforts of those families fighting back in the court system and a bunch of grassroots stuff and a bunch of lobbying stuff, uh, homeschooling is now legal in all 50 states. And so, yeah, it was just really encouraging to be inside of that building is no longer changed shut, and homeschooling is no longer illegal, and the third generation of homeschoolers from that particular community are now getting married inside of that building. Just uh, very encouraging. And over the last 40 years, the stigma attached to homeschooling has diminished, but it definitely still exists, and there definitely are people, even on my Instagram page, arguing that it is a mistake to homeschool your children. But I would like to point out that over the last 40 years, not only have there been an incredible number of resources created to help homeschoolers uh, school their children at home better and better, not only are there better support networks, not only does the internet uh, make it easier and better, not only is the track record uh, better and better, but the government school track record is getting worse and worse. And I'm not even just talking on the sort of political and cultural warfare side. I'm just talking basic educational capability. The number of dollars that we spend in this country for our government education system is almost mind-blowing. And I don't even know how big it is because when I looked it up, it was something like $870 billion to go to just the regular schools, and somewhere between four and $700 billion going to colleges. But then there's all these other additional grants for different things, for teachers' unions, for administrative fees, for a whole bunch of things that are adjacent to the schools, but a slightly different pot of money. So we're talking about well in excess of a trillion dollars per year being spent on a government education system with sliding test scores and various other social issues. And then, of course, there is that cultural warfare aspect. There is the fact that the children are being indoctrinated. Let's not, uh, let's not dance around that. The kids are being indoctrinated in the schools. And not all of the indoctrination is hardcore, cutting-edge, woke nonsense, but it is all government indoctrination. And to avoid it, you don't actually have to homeschool. There are, in fact, 
uh, plenty of private school options. There are charter schools. There are church schools. There's a whole bunch of ways where you can avoid letting your children be educated by the state. But homeschooling is the most direct. And if you want to be the one that takes responsibility for preparing your children for the future, uh, doing it at home having a bigger say and a bigger part of that particular process is going to be, uh, it's just going to be a really good thing. And so in the comment sections of this particular Instagram post, uh, I think there were one or two people who were being negative and they were whining about the fact that parents today just aren't equipped to teach their children. I would like to point out Parents today, thanks to the internet and 40 years of homeschool curriculum writers and homeschool curriculum publishers, are far better equipped to educate their children at home than probably any point in history. And the situation with our government school system, and I mean even some of the bigger private and charter schools, is so bad that I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that almost anything is a superior alternative. I don't want to get into a whole lot of specifics because I know that there are specific teachers in the public school system who are doing the best that they possibly can for the children that are under their care. I'm not arguing against that, but they are part of a system that was built to do something that is essentially antithetical to what most parents actually want for their children. If you go back and you look at the public school movement that started not in the 1980s, but kind of more in the beginning of the 1800s and really reached its full conclusion in the 1850s. This is an idea that comes from advanced modern experts who believe that they could bring their nations into the 19th and 20th centuries by taking control of education so that it could be uniform and at a completely scientific level so that they could be best assured that they were turning all of their nation's children into the perfect cogs for the new industrial society that is being built and the perfect soldiers for the empire building wars that would surely happen in the 19th century and a bunch of them did. That is the public school system. That is the uh, underlying understanding of people who want the government to educate the people. Somehow the government is going to know best how to prepare its people for the future, which means that the government uh, you know, really has to know what's going on better than any other person. And uh, we all have to be on board with whatever the government thinks it wants to prepare for. Whatever future the government wants to build is the one that it is going to educate its children for. A friend of mine actually has pointed something out that's kind of hilarious. And I don't think that he's ever actually brought this up in a town hall or a school board meeting, but he's wanted to get up in front of the experts and say, we were promised mindless drones for the factories. Where are they? We were promised mindless soldiers for the wars. Why are our recruitment numbers so low? Why have the government schools failed at the one job that they were going to do, indoctrinating the youth so that they could be cogs in the wheel and bricks in the wall? I can't imagine that uh, it would go over super well, but I think that it is a legitimate question. If our government actually knows what it is doing when it comes to education, and if it is preparing our children for the future that it wants, then what's going on? And I realize that it's a little bit more complicated than just one giant monolithic federal state controlling every single piece of every single school. But there have been over 170 years of United States federal school policy shaping the way that we do government school. 
And I think that there are a lot of events that happened uh, during the lockdowns mainly that uh, have revealed how much the wheels are coming off of that policy. I think parents got to see underneath the mask, ironically enough, of the teachers union when there were all the masking debacles. I think that parents were very offended when the teachers told them that they weren't allowed to see anything that their kids were doing, even though their kids were doing uh, public school over the internet from home. Not homeschooling, but but government schooling at home. Parents were told that they were not supposed to be a part of that or even see what was going on, and that unnerved some people. The public school teachers unions that tried really hard to keep schools closed for longer, even though parents wanted to reopen them, I think that left a very bad taste in people's mouth, and that's one of the reasons that the school choice movement is actually one of the most successful political movements over the last couple of election cycles. School choice and school vouchers have been doing very, very well at the polls. And, uh, you know, not just public opinion polls, but people casting ballots in favor of people who have promised to bring about school choice. And yet there are still people who will hold to the normal pattern. Do not question the normal pattern. The normal pattern is that public school will be good for your kids. The only downsides are that well, they're not getting enough money. Teachers are so valuable because they take care of our children who are so valuable that they just need more money. And uh, I'm not going to get deeply into teachers' salaries, but the amount of money that we spend per child per year is really, really high. Even here in rural Tennessee, uh, we're talking about ten dollars to $15,000 per student per year. That is just the school year. The number of people who are looking at that amount of money and they're looking at the test scores and they're seeing what their children are turning out like are asking a lot of questions. Questions that small bands of homeschoolers were asking 40, 30 years ago, but more and more and more people are asking these questions now. Uh, I have a friend who was visiting recently and he works for a, probably shouldn't be too specific, but he is working for uh, one of these companies that sells homeschooling curriculum. And they're definitely selling things to church schools and private schools and charter schools as well. But the bulk of their customers are homeschoolers. And even though they've been around for a very, very, very long time and they haven't really done any new marketing recently, they are about to have their best summer ever in terms of sales. There was a huge spike during 2020, a fantastic high level of interest in homeschooling. And that kind of uh, tapered off quite a bit once the schools actually reopened. But the numbers are still higher than they have ever been, and they are climbing. So I would argue that all the people on the internet who are saying that things are normal, and uh, it's just a small group of weirdos that have any sort of problem with it, are probably wrong. And while we could go through a huge list of culture war travesties, just really terrible, unbelievably bad things that are happening inside of schools on purpose, not even stuff that happens in schools by accident because they don't have the right resources or because children should not just be educated in batches of 40 or 50 with one professional teacher's college certified expert trying to ride herd on the whole bunch. No. There are other accidents that happen inside of schools because of other ways that the system is doomed to fail. But even if we set all of that aside, just this idea that the government of a country will also educate its people 
is deeply disturbing when you think about it. How can a nation be governed by the people if the people are only educated by the government itself? How will the bureaucrats not succumb to the temptation to educate the population, the next generation of voters, the next generation of bureaucrats, in the direction that they particularly want to go, regardless of what the public actually wants? Could it be that there is a terrible feedback loop when you have a system set up like this? Could it be that you should actually give people the freedom to educate their children in the way that they see fit and to pick the things that they think are important and to prepare their children for the future that they think is coming and to do the jobs that they think are important? When my parents began homeschooling me, and my siblings uh, an embarrassingly long number of years ago, there were a lot of voices calling them out for being weird and distrustful and paranoid and wrong about the whole thing. And over time, the number of voices that have criticized them for their decision have certainly dwindled. But there are those few, those people who are really dedicated to this idea of government schools. And a lot of them are within the teachers' unions. A lot of them are within the bureaucracies that actually benefit from having access to these trillion-plus dollars a year. A lot of them are people that have a particular stake in a particular battlefield of the culture war, and they desperately need the captive audience that they are able to reach inside of the government school systems. But as these voices get fewer and these voices get shriller, it actually is really encouraging to me. People outside of these circles are thinking a little bit more creatively about what they want to do with their children. And they are finally seeing that the state actually wants to claim your children. It is becoming more and more obvious, particularly over some of the fights around school closures and school reopenings, that school boards and educators and teachers unions, uh, and even maybe a particular political party more than another, believe that they own your children. The community owns your children, the school board owns your children, certain political agendas own your children. And if you will not allow the people who theoretically own your children to pick the direction that your children should go, then you are some kind of enemy. But if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that your responsibility to take care of your children is yours. You own that responsibility for your kids. And I want you to take that very, very seriously. It has been frustrating to me over the years to meet people who are dead set against various, very problematic government agendas when it comes to firearms, when it comes to taxes, when it comes to other aspects of their private property. I know a lot of people who 20 years ago talked a big game about keeping their guns and structuring their finances completely changed a lot of the ways that they lived their lives to mitigate the amount of government control that they would find themselves under, and yet they would still send their children to school for several hours a day, for five days a week, for 12 years. I think this has been a particularly blind spot for a lot of freedom-minded individuals in the United States, and the good news is, I think that that blind spot is going away, and we have 40 years of figuring out how to homeschool. We have 
40 or maybe even longer years of really good homeschool curriculum being written and published. We have a larger and larger group of homeschool graduates out there in the world who are able to help the next generation begin homeschooling. And so the arguments against homeschooling are going away, even as the arguments for homeschooling are growing in number and just plain obviousness. So I don't think we're going to spend a huge amount of time on this at T-Rex because we would like to focus on other very specific hard skill kind of things. You know, the shooting, the moving, the communicating, the stuff like that that is very much surrounding what most of you want to know. But if you want your children to be able to learn a lot of the stuff that T-Rex teaches, you should start teaching them all the building blocks that come before so they're ready when they're old enough. And you should think about whether or not they're going to be getting those particular building blocks from your local public school. And then, you know, you should choose an educational plan for them accordingly. Now, if you are interested in learning more about homeschooling and you, uh, you know, do want a homework assignment for this particular week's episode, I would recommend the Christian Home Educators of Colorado. They are one of the uh, statewide organizations that has really done a lot of good over the years, but they also have a really fantastic online component. They have online conferences and they have a lot of online resources. So it's probably the best place that I can think of off the top of my head, regardless of whether or not you live in Colorado. And uh, just keep an eye open for various things in the news that you see about the teachers unions and school choice. And I think that you will begin to see a pattern emerging and definitely think about the various ramifications of allowing the state to educate children and all that, that implies. And if you're interested in us talking more about homeschooling stuff, you can always let us know, team at trex-arms.com. That is still, for now, the best way to talk to us about the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Keep an eye out for some future episodes that are a little more political as we get closer to Tennessee's special session, which will be the legislature getting back together to talk about red flag laws. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting.